0: So as a consumer of stuff, like products and services, when's the last time you forked out some cash for something purely based on the brochure or the advertisement that the company gave you? How normal is it these days to perhaps be prompted by an advertisement, but then whip out your phone, jump online and check out reviews and other people's feedback about the company or the product or service before you shell out some coin for what they're selling? Healthcare isn't really too different either. Patients still Google your practice. They still ask friends and family about their experiences before they commit to a clinic. So how are healthcare clinics preparing for all of that? Well, in today's episode, we're going to explore the importance of two-way communication with patients and the importance of good quality online presence for clinics with my guest today, George Zumanikis from Podium. We're going to talk about how patient expectations have shifted over time, how healthcare compares to other industries when it comes to consumer engagement, and also how Australia fares against other parts of the world on this topic. Collaboration starts with a conversation. Team Health Tech, let's make it happen.
1: Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology.
0: With me today is George Zumanikis. He's the Regional Sales Director for Healthcare at Podium, who are redefining the way customers interact with local businesses and healthcare providers. Hey, George, how are you going? Good, Pete. Thanks for having me today. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Great to have you here. Be really good to get to know a little bit more about yourself. Can you tell us more about George, please?
1: Yeah, definitely. I am very passionate for technology. I'm a millennial, grown up on technology basically all my life. Actually, in the sweet spot between doing university, I oh know uni, but more so in school, like spending time on encyclopedias, and then transitioning to tech and being around for the first Nokia 3310s and all that. So, in that sweet spot between both of the textbook old school education and tech, yeah, slowly progressed my career through tech over the last ten years significantly spent some time the last sort of couple of years within the VC and private equity space. So I was actually based out of a firm in Singapore and we worked really closely with fast growing tech from the US and Europe and we helped them scale to Australia. So that was really, really exciting. Absolutely love everything got to do with technology and what it means for us as consumers. And yeah, um, very passionate about that. Outside of that, advocate, Liverpool supporter, Uh, in the Premier League. so
0: (laughs) Love it. And so you're at Podium now. Tell us a little bit more about Podium, what you're doing there, but also about the company, what it's for, what problems it solve.
1: With Podium, the company's rapidly growing. We've been around for about seven years now, based out of the US, been in Australia for two and a half years now. We're working with close to 500 healthcare practices in Australia and three and a half thousand local businesses in Australia. So healthcare is a very strategic vertical for us, but we also have expanded out to a few others. what we address is the pain point with a lot of businesses that they've had historically that they've built fantastic businesses internally, really great relationships with their clients and patients. However, they've struggled to transition that digitally. And what we found is that Podium is a tool that really helps to look at every little touch point that a patient would have with a clinic and really modernize it and ultimately give them a really true reflection of their brands online.
0: Yeah, interesting. It's funny looking at the size of Podium at a global scale, it's quite significant. And then you mentioned 500 medical practices, so it's not small, but at the same time, sounds like, is it relatively early days in Australia or been here for a while?
1: Only two 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 and a half years now. We just officially did our launch about a month ago. You would have maybe seen us in the age, so uh, which is pretty exciting. We've got 65 staff here locally and we've got plans to expand to about 130 in Australia, which is awesome. A really cool fact about Podium is that Google's also invested in the company and they sit on our board. So yeah, pretty exciting.
0: Interesting, interesting. So you mentioned that healthcare's strategic important vertical, but you're in other industries as well. Tell us a little bit more about what you find particularly unique about the needs of healthcare compared to the other industries you work with?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think within healthcare, what we've found is that there's a certain expectation that patients have in today's day and age, especially post or during this COVID era. An element of personalisation, an element of trust and security that Podium does bring, and that the way that we do that is through two-way SMS, And that texting really helps to firstly personalize the experience, build the credibility and the trust, but also what we call conversational messaging. And then when you look at how healthcare practices sort of engage, medical practices engage with their patients, historically, it's been over the phone, maybe a few emails, maybe sometimes a set and forget mentality where, hey, here's your next appointment within dental as an example, here's your next appointment in six to 12 months, we'll see you then. And then the time between that, typically that relationship sort of starts to Deteriorate. I wouldn't say deteriorate, but it's not as warm effectively, right? And that's what we've seen. as a really big need within that as well. And additionally, as well, like from an online presence perspective, the branding piece really critical as well, because as we know, there's drastic changes happening to the way health is delivered within Australia, and social proofing is really important. And there's a few data points that we've also collected as well that prove to us that in regards to if someone's referred to a, a medical practice. The first thing that they do check is the online presence, the reviews online.
0: Yeah. You talked about two-way SMS being a really important factor. There's so many different ways that clinics can engage with (laughs) patients. But I worked in practices, I was going to say back in the day, but there's still many practices who still print out letters and post them out. But also practice management systems, I'm sure, have a capability to send SMSs too. So tell us a bit more about the value that you're bringing above and beyond all of that.
1: The really exciting part about what we can do is because the is in a luxury position that we don't have like a charge per SMS. So it's all inclusive in the licensing and there's no limitations to character limits. And the ultimate, most important piece is it's embedded through the same one patient experience. So we really help to... Enable practices to be extremely creative with the ways that they do approach the communication. And we find that as a really big strategy. Like practice management software is fantastic, we'll never replace them. The way that we like to look at that is practice management software is like a digital filing cabinet. You've got all your compliance staff, medical information, patient medical history, et cetera. We're the digital sort of filing cabinet, if that makes sense. So, sorry, the digital reception area when it's got to do with anything, got to do with the whole patient experience. So the software is like end-to-end built around all the little touch points that a patient would have at the clinic. So for instance, the way that they'd find you online, it's embedded through the same experience as if they were to become a patient or come in and there's some pre treatment instructions that need to be sent across or so aftercare instructions, all the way to collecting payment. It's all done embedded through the same software as well. So um, we do have a text-to-pay solution too. And we've also expanded out to sort of like video consults and the likes as well. So it's all done through that one mobile number and user interface.
0: And you talked a bit about the online presence for clinics too, obviously critical, but a lot of work to be done by many practices in this space, it can often be overwhelming for a... It's normally put in the practice manager's bucket and sometimes they've got the doctor's son or daughter who's particularly good with computers, might be classified the IT person who then has to update the website and manage Google reviews. Is that the kind of space that you're operating in? Yeah, we
1: probably enable the dedicated person internally, whether that's the son of or a practice manager. We enable them to basically collect and facilitate that a lot easier. So yeah, absolutely. The software is literally built based on a native experience so you can instantly pick up the software there's really no training needed it's very very easy to use and that's the really big value driver because it's literally like mirroring the experience of like iMessage on your computer or like a Facebook sort of chat convo it's very very straightforward to set up we've got practice managers in their 60s easily picking it up loving the software getting all the bells and whistles of this technology enabling them
0: easy thinking about patient experience a little bit more. And we've talked a bit about the fact that things have significantly changed in terms of healthcare over the past couple of years. Those two factors, the two way SMS and the online presence, these are the two kind of critical factors you think that are changing in terms of patient experience or what's changing in terms of patient experience and expectations when it comes to healthcare?
1: Yeah. So expectations, uh, (laughs) it's a subjective thing ultimately, right? But I think what's really important is the fact that if you think about the relationship between the patient and the clinic, like it's very intimate, it's personal, right? And the thing is that setting letters out, like nothing will replace that. That personal touch is just fantastic. Unfortunately, it's just not scalable. And especially if you think about the disruption happening to businesses with lockdowns, coming back out of lockdown, different regulations for dental, for instance, they can see emergency patients, then skin clinics can't see them or GPs can operate in a certain capacity. Due to the, the dynamic environment, I guess, the most scalable way to communicate with patients, but keep the element of personalization is done through that two-way SMS. And especially nowadays, like if someone's going to go get their vaccine, they might want to go on Google and check what the experience is like in the clinic, because they're so conscious about what that might be like, because there's so much conversation happening around it right online. So, that's something that's really critical, that social proofing piece. And Obviously, Google is an agnostic platform, and that's why there's a lot of credibility associated with Google as well, because every single review there is somewhat tracked to an individual, and you can see their full history, et cetera. So based on the APRA guidelines, yeah, it's literally the only place that we can collect reviews.
0: You touched on the concept of social proof a couple of times, and it's a really important concept, but some people might not be totally across the terminology. What's that all about?
1: basically it's peer led right so consider your friends and family that have been to a dental practice or a gp or skin clinic or whatever it might be and they've had a great experience or a negative experience instead of voicing that within their own individual networks is done publicly online where a third party can actually go online and have a look and say hey and they can build their own assessment of the brand based on the feedback of that people have left on the Google page. So for instance, this prime example is like, let's say like you walk past the dental clinic and then you see some great banners and branding and you literally pull your phone out and have a look at the reviews. Or well, at least maybe the millennials do. Um, but I think that's the challenge that we have. We're trying to educate the industry in regards to the importance of this. It's really exciting at the same time. Like as we know, the trends from the US typically fall in, in Australia about five years later, unless we are leading the world in binar paleta, which we pioneered that industry, so go Aussies, but <laughs> but yeah, which is pretty awesome. So look, the social proofing is a really key part and it just helps build credibility and trust from an offline perspective. What are your patients saying about you effectively? And what we found, just to summarize this, Pete, as well, a lot of these practices have built fantastic relationships with the patients, like genuinely long lasting relationship of the years. Think of it like my family doctors, I think extends three generations. So there's no reason I wouldn't leave an awesome review. It's just that the psychology hasn't been there at this point in time to actually facilitate, collect the reviews. And the challenge that these practices face is also people do, at times, there's fake reviews that are left, especially on Google, right? And it impacts the brand. So if there's no strategy around building the digital version of the brands, you're at risk potentially a bad review or that one unhappy patient that may feel inclined to have had a bad day and leave you a bad review, unfortunately. So that's why it's so critical, yeah.
0: You touched on the concept of the US being ahead in terms of trends of Australia and I totally agree particularly in healthcare it's healthcare is generally behind other industries and then <laughs> you extrapolate further to to the US and Australia and given that you've got strong visibility into that space you've touched on some of it already but just to clarify what are some of the continuing emerging trends from other parts of the world and how's that different to what we're doing in Australia right now
1: I think just in terms of their adoption of technology and what it means, like for instance, I might just reverse engineer your question, like just for your reference, like their payments over in America, they're still literally writing checks. It's unbelievable. And to consider how advanced we are in the payments piece is firstly really awesome for us. Like obviously, as we know, the giant afterpay got bought out by Square recently, but some really exciting stuff happening in that space. So, it's good to see that we are sort of leading in some instances, but generally speaking, when it's got to do with an online presence or an online experience or losing that element of personalization through technology, US is typically adopting that a lot quicker. They are pioneering that whole industry, but even things like, I mean, in a previous life, I've sort of looked at Previous work life, that is, when it's got to do with data annotation, with um, computer vision and all that sort of stuff, like finding new ways to push the boundaries when it's got to do with even yeah, augmented reality and what all that could mean potentially for healthcare. So, yeah, which is really cool. And I, I think I haven't directly had experience with this, but I'm also conscious of, you know, those little scanners that they have and they can detect. Actually, I know a clinic in Vic that's introducing it, but you can scan someone's temperature or their face and it can pick up on any suspected diseases that are coming through. If, if you've heard anything like that.
0: There's a lot of emerging technology and particularly with the change with COVID and everything happening, the adoption of that, as we all know, has been fast tracked. So there's a lot of exciting things coming out. Thinking then for Podium, what you guys are focusing on and looking into the future, what can we expect to see in Australia from Podium over the next 6 to 12 to 24?
1: Exciting things with an exclamation mark. Big statements but um, we're really laser focused on the whole patient experience it's something that we're really passionate about and I think for us it's looking at that holistically and what that could mean from a clinical perspective and how we can deliver that with the element of personalization and experience that's required but also through the tech too. So yeah, we've got some pretty cool products here in the market and we don't like to call them products because it's all one solution effectively, but there's really cool ways to help these clinics scale a lot quicker. Proven methodology that we have, like for instance, we've got a 2021 local business messaging trend report, Australian local business report. Like I mentioned, we've got three and a half thousand businesses that we're working with in Australia. 500 are within that medical and healthcare space. The data that we have is pretty incredible. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to share it with you, Pete, at this point in time because it's still in production. But in terms of some data that I am able to share, and you can look out for this in the report, we found that text has a 209% higher response rate than phone, email, or Facebook. And also, consumers are twice as likely to prefer text to any other communication method, which is pretty cool.
0: No, it's really strong. You think about all the different ways that we can communicate and we've got video, we've got phone, we've got all the other different moving parts and thousands of different apps that exist that we can log in and chat with. But the single common denominator often is someone's mobile phone and sending a text message, isn't it?
1: Correct. Yeah. And that's the thing, like we've said, there's a big challenge. Like there's a lot of platforms out there that enable some form of communication, et cetera, but there's they're isolated right they're not consolidated into that one experience and typically it's you need to sign up to an account you need to register for this you it gets lost in your emails whatever it might be so yeah that's why we focus solely on the hottest piece of real estate in the world which is someone's mobile phone
0: love it look george thank you so much for making the time to have a chat we'll put the details the podium and the show notes of this episode so people can check out more and probably by the time this episode is released that report might be out or it might be very soon so you can check out that for more information george i really appreciate your time thanks so much pete love speaking to you